0: Hello, welcome to Exploited, I'm Alexis Jowski.
1: I'm Gavin Daly. I'm William Wright.
0: And this week we are discussing the thirty-sixth chamber of Shaolin from nineteen seventy eight, directed by I'm gonna mess up this pronunciation, Lao <laughs> Chaoling. I was watching different trailers for it, to pick one for the intro here, and one of the trailers from 1978 just said, directed by Kung Fu expert. Which is true, but screw you. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, William, you're welcome to the show first time on here, so tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: All right. Well, most people know me as the voice of not Hulk Hogan, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been doing voices. <laughs> I first talked to you when uh, we were on Geek Juice. I was a news writer for a little bit. And uh, I'm a wandering media professional. And I've actually practiced not Kung Fu, but I did practice American Kenpo for a number of years, which uh, was created by Ed Parker in the 50s with a little bit of jujitsu and a little bit of various things, including Kung Fu. And I actually am a big fan of this movie along with a few others, and when when I saw it on the list of movies that you had on there, I was like, I have to talk about this movie. I have to get on here. I, I just thought, you know what? One of the pinnacles of China, Chinese cinema, one of the greatest kung fu flicks ever made. You know what this podcast needs? Another white guy talking about it. <laughs> who
2: better? Who better, who
1: better exactly. than three guys who probably can't pronounce the director's name? That's why I let, why I let Alexis do it.
0: Yes.
3: Because you can't handle the responsibility, can you? No, that's I just let, him, I let her do it because uh, I, I don't have to embarrass myself that way. It's great.
0: So I first learned about Shaolin movies back when I lived in New York. There was always two different types of VHS. There were the yellow sleeves of the Shaolin movies and the blue sleeves of the Wu-Tang movies. I just thought they were dumb kung fu movies until somebody that lived in my building showed me one. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I don't remember which movie that was. It wasn't this one. But this is the pinnacle of the Shaolin
1: Kung Fu movies. Well, we'll, we'll explain why as we go on.
0: <laughs> the only reason is because Wu-Tang got their name.
1: No. Well, Wu-Tang actually came from another another name. Maybe I should save that to the for the end as well.
0: This movie, I had to do a little research on Chinese history. Because like, if it's not the Three Kingdoms era of China, I don't know it. Hmm. So I had to research that this takes place in the mid to late 17th century during the Manchu-led Qing dynasty, and there were so many rebellions happening then, and that's what this movie uses as its focus.
1: Yeah. What What did you read about the Shaolin Temple? Nothing. I I did a little research myself. So if I I I had an interest because the Shaolin Temple is a real place, and it's known for two major things, obviously Shaolin Kung Fu and also uh, a form of Buddhism called chain Buddhism. And I apologize if I got this way off, but chain Buddhism, when you ask like what the difference between that and other forms of Buddhism is like, it's, it's kind of a mixed mash of Buddhism, philosophy, Confucianism and Taoism. Hmm. Yeah. So I did enough research on that. Interesting. And, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a place you can go to. I mean, you can go to the Shaolin Temple, and it is, on some level, it is a bit of a tourist trap, from what I understand. Tourists go there all the time, and they do performances of what they teach. But you can go there and learn stuff, and you also don't have to go there. You can find a Shaolin uh, master in various places, including the United various places in the United States.
0: That's not the impression of it you get from this movie, where it's totally secluded and they don't let anybody in.
1: Well, people got to make money somehow. Until
3: they opened up the thirty-sixth chamber. Yeah, and they opened. The That's six. the whole plot of the movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's a Shaw Brothers film. Shaw Brothers did just like eight hundred and fifty million movies in the seventies and eighties. And we'll talk about a handful of them. Maybe not all eight hundred and fifty million of them, but
1: we go you go you go from coffee to just nothing but Shaw Brothers kung fu films. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, like, be there. it's like wow, you guys got obsessed quick. <laughs>
3: That's all we do Shift. now.
1: <laughs> That's right, we've shifted focus.
0: It starts with Martial arts opening, which is actually pretty common for these films, of just this guy with his his ten rings.
1: Oh well, the prequel to Shang shi Yes. Well the the star the star Gordon Liu. Oh yeah. You know, just showing off and being awesome. And from my research, I've read that he was a martial artist first and then an actor.
0: That makes sense um, because he's quite good at it. Gordon Liu for people that didn't know, he's in the Kill Bill movies, In Kill Bill 1, yeah. he plays Johnny Moe, leader of the Crazy 88.
1: Yeah, he's the guy who stands on the banister and spins around with the swords while the Quincy Jones music, I believe, is playing. He's the
0: guy in the Kato mask. <laughs> and he's Pi Mei in Kill Bill Volume 2.
1: Yeah, not the first time he played Pi Mei. He played Pi Mei several times in other movies. And then, obviously, Tarantino's like, I remember that guy. I need to have him again and have him play this part again <laughs> and complain yeah. about women, white women going to the mall. <laughs> um. So the movie,
0: the historical background, there's a rebellion going against the Manchu occupying force. And we get this one guy, General Yin, who I first thought they were saying General Tim.
3: That was <laughs> the subtitle literally says General Tim.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, Oh, it's going to be that kind of movie. Okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that that's that's a terrifying general general Tim. general tim
0: it's timmy right. well it's
1: i mean tim. tim is uh i mean
3: he is that wizard and <laughs> he like python so
4: what manner of man are you that can summon up fire without flint or tinder i am an enchanter by what name are you known there are some who call me tim greetings tim the enchanter
1: where did they get a where where did a Scottish wizard become the head of a Chinese army? It's a wizard. They can do whatever they want. This movie, man, Mikey, Monty Python's weird, but jeez. Yeah,
0: he's like, for our country, we got to take these risks. So they're gonna assassinate this General Tian Ta that's coming soon, and he jumps out to invade this this procession that's going on. General Tim's got this this big-ass axe that is clearly, like, wood and just painted silver. And not even remotely realistic. <laughs> like. No. So, at first, I have a note here of, good Foley work? Because it's like, ching, 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 you know, as the metal is hitting.
3: Good, yes, we'll use the word good.
0: <laughs> because then it just turns into that's the same sound for every single thing in the movie. So, later on, my notes are, bad Foley work. That's
1: right. someday i gotta find i gotta track down a documentary on the foley work they did because i've seen footage where they have like 10 sounds they use over and over again and i just want to know where they get the origin of all of these (laughs) it was recorded for one movie
0: in like 72
3: it sounds like the sounds like the bridge from a prodigy song (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice you got two choices either those sound effects or the batman man signs which one are you gonna go with the
0: procession was just a foil to lure that the rebels out the general's not in that carriage and so general tim's got to fight off all the guards and he gets into a a
1: fight with the main like
0: commander
3: Yeah, solo which, challenge I do love that
1: by the way, that commander, throughout the movie, he's actually really effective. Like, he keeps setting traps, and they all work.
0: <laughs> For the most part, up until the end.
1: Yeah, but either way, it's like, wow, this that's one good thing about this movie. It can really establish that this villain is really good. <laughs> I,
3: I gotta imagine you can't be the uh, leader of, of a fascist regime without ha- and not get assassinated constantly without knowing what you're doing.
0: General Tim's wielding a two-handed battle axe, and this commander is dual-wielding sabers.
1: Uh, I have a note. It says two swords, but they're not going in any serious direction.
0: No, but they do end up in Tim's gut, and I'm like, oh, okay, so he's not our hero. (laughs) Nope. Nope. And everyone's screaming, and we cut immediately to this woman going, be quiet, teacher's coming!
3: Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that. that. That smash cut. It's great. We get teacher Ho. He looks hungover. He
1: does.
0: He looks like the kind of college professor that parties with the students.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he looks like the college professor that should have gotten tenure, but it hasn't. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> because, because like
1: this I am. This
3: is <laughs> like his fifth stop in the last like five years, and he's just like, "Why won't anybody offer me?" <laughs> Sick of being adjunct.
0: He woke up that morning on the. Bedroom floor of some freshman dorm in a puddle of his own vomit.
1: You saw nothing.
0: <laughs> some students kicking him like, hey, hey, teacher Ho, you gotta go teach Ethics 101. Come on. Oh. Shows a handful of lifesavers in his mouth. <laughs> but it, teacher Ho is, he's one of the followers of Ming. The dynasty that was taken over by King and that the, the rebels are trying to bring back.
1: Yeah, and one of the students was like, hey, did you see the
0: execution?
1: <laughs> he's so ex- excited about this, and the teacher's just like, don't make me break you.
0: Those were patriots, man. They, they, they you know. I
1: was just going say, the whole movie,
3: I just had anti-flags die for the government stuck in my head, though.
1: <laughs> Executions are only good when it's your enemies dying. Uh, when you're the victor. The...
0: Students, they all decide to get on the rebellion because they go down to see the executions. And Gordon Liu plays, oh, he's playing Santa or something here. He's got a different name. Liu (laughs) Sante!
2: I'm like, whoa, this movie got really interesting.
0: And he's like, those men were heroes. And Lord Tang, the leader of the, the army that's occupying, he's just about to kill these students, but... Lou's father comes out and is like, no, 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 he's, he's, he's my son, he works at the fish store, he's a student. He didn't mean that, did you? Did you, son? <laughs> and all the students say they, they go to see Uncle Ho, not Uncle Ho, Teacher Ho. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: That's
3: Uncle, Uncle Ho close enough, given the relationship <laughs> these kids have with the students. <laughs> like...
0: But they they're like, Teacher, Teacher. Do men have a right to say what they believe in, or must they always do what the government says?
1: Do we Must we humble ourselves <laughs> and believe the term?
0: And I'm like, oh, wow, this is during the era of communist China in 1978 when that was written. I mean, it was in Hong Kong. Yeah, it was in Hong right.
1: Kong, which that's the one thing you get a big flashback with a bunch of these movies is that when they were made in Hong Kong – you know, like they they weren't back in China fully back in China until I believe 1997. Yeah, this is still British territory.
3: No,
0: it was yeah. it was when Rush Hour came out because that's the the plot basis for Rush Hour.
3: Hmm. The oh Ma- yeah, the, Ma- the out, MacGuffin
0: right. is the Hong Kong reunification. Is the yeah, MacGuffin the uh, the
3: end of the lend-lease program.
0: Yeah. But I was like, this is is this a political statement for the time about communist China? <laughs> I mean, it's certainly the whole movie has that idea of what it takes to fight against oppression, which I have in my notes this is why it was so much, so popular with different aspects of black culture. Like Wu-Tang yeah. was yeah. into it and RZA and them because it's a theme that's relevant in a lot of black exploitation movies, too.
1: Well, that, that's not unique to this movie. It's widely known that the same movies that would show coffee would be showing, you know... Shaolin versus the Wu-Tang, Enter the Dragon, all those all those Kung Fu movies. By the way, as a side note, have you ever seen those DVDs Wu-Tang Clan released of random low-budget Kung Fu films? No, I have not seen them. I, I own like three of them. I saw James Rolfe show them off when he did one of his DVD tours. Uh, and I was like, I got a hat. I'm going to try and collect these. It's hard to find information about them,
0: though. So the students, they start carrying uh, messages for uh, Teacher Ho and the other rebels. They're they're carrying messages in dried-up fish.
1: And they're taking the dad's fish.
3: They can smell the room through the screen.
0: Yes, you can. (laughs) And at one point, this kid just, you know, chops open a box and Lou's like, that's good Kung Fu. Yeah, that's a Shaolin technique.
4: Yeah. Right. <laughs> like
1: that's that's how we establish it by breaking boxes that we could have just opened.
0: Teacher Ho's like, yeah, if Shaolin wasn't restricted, we could all learn Kung Fu and fight our impressors. But unfortunately we can't.
3: Hmm. Oh quick, go back to writing these messages in the fish.
0: Yes. <laughs> keep stuff in the fish messages. <laughs> Which they get found out The rebellions quashed pretty immediate, Much immediately They torture the one guy that had the most Annoying dub voice
1: Oh, yeah. oh you watched the dub? I was watching The sub Yeah we Ghost watched funny. the dub one Yeah I had the, I, the sexy sexy dubbed one God, I was what I have I have the blu-ray so I mean I always
0: thought that the dubbing Was a part
1: of the experience Of these older kung fu movies mm. I can take it or leave it. <laughs> Although, one thing I gotta say about the fish guy, he's like, no, I have dried fish, and but you can see the message sticking out of the <laughs> mouth like it's a joint or something. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you guys are, without a doubt, the worst message runners ever.
0: <laughs> and as the, the students are trying to escape, Lou's got to escape, and he's bemoaning that his family's just about to be butchered by the, the occupiers. He's like, I should have learned Kung Fu instead of ethics. Why did I go to school? <laughs> yeah, ethics teach you what's right, but what use is that with these Manchu killers?
1: By the way, the the whole, the students rebelling against the government for the power of their teacher and realizing that's that's the fear that Florida has right now.
0: Yes, uh, the, the, well, it's Dead Poets Society. So they're off to Shaolin. Um, they get stopped along the way, and so it's just Lou on his own, all yeah, beat it, up.
1: It's, it, yeah, because we can't have two heroes. No,
0: nope. That wouldn't make sense. So just he, he barely makes it to, to Shaolin with his life, and he sneaks in in like a, a basket of vegetables.
1: And apparently he weighs a ton, because the, that card is already filled with stuff, and the monks are like, this feels heavy for some reason. Cause you loaded uh, <laughs> over two hundred pounds of food on there. I just want to know who
3: the hell, which one? How do how they decided which of the poor bastards had to carry the whole thing up while the other one just kind of run alongside of him? Yeah.
1: Uh, the big guy.
3: They just rotate whoever's in the most trouble that would <laughs> Yeah.
0: They let him stay, but they're like, "Yeah, you gotta just just until you heal." Yeah. And then once he gets healed, he goes before the um the Jedi Council. That's right. <laughs> He goes before them several times in this movie, and they're like, yeah. "Well, I guess you can stay." You know, this great other person from Buddhism, you know, did this too, so I guess we know we shouldn't turn you away.
1: Yeah, they they believe that it was fate that brought. At first, they're like, "You can't, you can't stay here," and then later, like the the head honcho is just like, "Fate has brought you here, so you should probably stay." I'm gonna go with the infected leg. Right
3: yeah, the
0: infected <laughs> leg wound.
3: Well, that's. A...
0: And I like how they um they treat it, and there's like all these herbs and stuff in the in the bandage. It just looks like a green paste. But he's now now his name is Sunday, S- Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday,
3: Sunday, right, Sunday, 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 Sunday. Fight the rebellion. Pay for the whole seat. <laughs> you only need the edge.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So he's Sun Te, and he's been there a year now. And um one of the the monks is like, Hey, do you how are you feeling? You've been here a year and you're kind of spacing out. He's like, Well, I came here to learn kung fu and I don't know what to do and he's like, Well if you want to learn kung fu, all you had to do was ask. We got thirty-five fucking chambers of it, man. You want kung fu? We got kung fu for you.
1: Yeah, that that's interesting. Maybe it's just politeness, implied politeness, but it was like, Really? You didn't ask for six months to a year?
0: It's been a year. You like, could have asked at any time, man. Where do you want to start?
1: And he says, I want to start at the top.
0: Which is a bad decision because he goes, and it's just this, um, it's a bunch of people reading Buddhist sutras.
3: It's yes. a it's a book club.
0: It is. It is a book club. It's the Shaolin Book, book of the Month Club. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just quoting from the, the sutras.
1: One guy gets it wrong, and he is shamed. He is, as and he should. Sunday, if you forget,
3: if you forget to read the book for the book club,
0: yeah. <laughs> All the other Karens will shame you in your own sitting room.
1: Exactly. It. And then later, you know, Gordon Lou's like he's just being polite, and, and the head honcho goes, "Have you read the sutras?" No.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because he just comes up. He's like, "I want to learn kung fu." And they're like, oh, this is is so beyond your level up here, man. He's like, I want to learn. And he just force pushes him out of the room.
1: Which, by the way, is the only scene of extreme unbelievability in this movie. There's no high wire moments in the movie. There's no, like, House of Golden Daggers type stuff. That's the one time.
0: No Kung Fu hustle.
1: No Kung Fu hustle.
3: Man, kind of a cool movie. Though. Oh, it is.
1: <laughs> I've been listening to the soundtrack.
0: <laughs> um, We're going to stop real quick for a commercial break. We'll be right back.
4: Kicking. Most people think it's just hitting with your feet, but it's really much, much more than that. Here at Shaolin, we believe that feet punches, as we like to call them, are one of the most effective things people can do with their legs. We believe in kicking so much that we devoted an entire chamber here to it. We call it the leg chamber. Supercharge your feet punches by learning to leap in the air and break pots with accuracy. All other kids with the pumped up kicks know that the 7th chamber at Shaolin is the place to be. The 7th chamber, where every day is leg day.
0: And we're back. So after he gets forced pushed out of the... The Jedi Council. They, um, he's like, well, I guess I'll go one chamber down. And he goes yeah. to, I guess, the 34th chamber.
1: Which uh, 35th, sorry.
0: <laughs> 35th. Oh, yeah, because that top chamber, it's just called the top chamber.
1: Yeah, it goes, the the higher the number, the lower it is on the totem pole.
0: So he's in the so. 35th chamber, the uh, which works on swiftness and balance. And all you got to do is you just got to hop over this river to go get dinner. And there's like these two little bundles of logs, and you just run across the logs to get in there.
1: Except he keeps. It doesn't occur to him to quickly jump on the log and then quickly jump off the log. He stands on it, and like at the end, it keeps falling in.
0: Yeah, because he gets in there and just splash right in the water, and he gets up, and they're like, No, you can't go to dinner all soaking wet. You gotta dry out your clothes first. And when he goes in there, all the food's gone.
1: Which, by the way, the editing in this movie is kind of weird, because. I'm just amazed at how fast his his clothes can dry and dry because suddenly it's, it's just, like I just squish really it a hot. few times and it's suddenly really it's dry. Like it's
3: actually on the sun. Yeah, it turns out
0: the <laughs> Shaolin Temple is on the sun. <laughs> and um, so he decides, well, I ain't gonna starve. I'm gonna figure this out. And he takes these two buckets and he practices his balance with these two buckets all night long. Toward the next morning, when they're, they're going to. They're
3: to- Montage.
0: Yes, this movie is Montage, the a movie, montage. by the way.
1: Yeah. Until it was usurped by Bloodsport.
0: <laughs> this is the first of 36 montages in this movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this could be called the 36 Montages of Shaolin.
3: That's right. That's exactly
0: what it is. Oh. <laughs> but he goes from stumbling over these buckets to the next morning he goes in and he, he one foot hops around looking all awesome on these, just showing off.
1: Yeah, although earlier, at one point, one of my favorite lines, one of my favorite parts is he tries to go over the wall that separates the students from the head monks.
0: Yeah, because the, the head monks and, don't have to do this. They get their own little faculty hallway.
1: Yeah, and the, his teacher just smacks
2: them into the water.
0: He goes, the wall is low, but Buddhism is high.
1: So is that monk?
0: Yes. And so, since they um, since he he cracked the code of the the bundles, they now they've loosened the bundles, and it's just random, you know, logs in the water, and nobody can get across now. And the teacher shows them. He's like, take this bowl and throw it in the water, and it just splashes down. And he's like, but check this out. And he skips it like skipping rocks. And he's like, you just gotta be fast and constantly moving. So we have another montage. <laughs>
3: What was it? What was it? He said, I, I wrote down, he, he said, you have to be these, like, there's three things. And I don't remember what he said, but I wrote down, I have one third of those. <laughs> and I don't think I was being positive about myself.
0: <laughs> he says that you have to be fast, balanced, and light.
3: Is that what it was? I th- something about, I can't remember what, what the subtitle was or whatever. it was. It was not, <laughs> I don't remember. But we had
0: another montage of him on these logs all night learning, and so the next day he, he amazes everybody by just skipping across the logs, yeah, like which, one of those lizards that runs across the surface of the water.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although once again, I gotta, I'm, I gotta comment. The editing on that scene was very, very choppy, and I, and I don't use that word lightly. There's moments where. For a split second, I don't know if they had trouble showing Gordon Lou do that or something, but it just, it just, it had like, like six well, edits.
0: But well, it's like it, five years before Rocky perfected the sports montage.
1: Yeah, it's, I know, but it was still just like, I'm trying to pay, I'm paying attention. Then suddenly it felt like six edits just hit me in the face.
0: <laughs> so they go, you're on to the next level to the next chamber, which is the arm chamber. Yeah, it's time to get swole. But so the arm chamber, they have to carry these buckets of water up this hill to dump them down because this is apparently where they do the laundry for the whole monastery.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. By the way, any any of you guys got any Fantasia flashbacks when you saw the guys holding the buckets?
0: Oh, like Sorcerer's I Apprentice? Yeah.
1: Yes! <laughs> it, 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 oh, that's all I could think of. Now that you mentioned it. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, copyright. That's yeah, like... wow. <laughs> yeah, that actually
3: is. <laughs> that's not. Oh, we you should just right. do that scene with that song.
0: Yeah, that's, that's how you get past the arm chambers. You animate these brooms. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have
3: the brooms fight your battle. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> yeah.
0: But no, they gotta carry and they gotta keep their arms perfectly level and to ensure this they have like these knives attached to their arms
3: I mean, that is one way to teach technique
0: yeah to where if yeah. you if your arm drops you stab yourself in the side and so all the men carrying these buckets that just have these guts gushing out blood along their sides you will get swole or you will die and sunday figures sunday figures it out just right away you know we barely even get a montage it's like,
1: time moves very fast in this movie.
0: And now he's just hopping around with these buckets and he's helping other people that are stumbling.
1: And, and his teacher's like, You can't help them. You got to go to the next chamber.
0: Well, the, the way he says it, he's like, You can't help him. Get out of here. And he's like, Oh no, like he's been kicked out of kung fu school. <laughs> and they're like, No, get to the next chamber. And we get to the wrist chamber, the fourth chamber, with the gong banging.
1: Yeah. With the funeral bell, I believe it actually is. And
3: I think uh, I think his ability to process this one depends on how lonely he is. How what? Because it is though. It is the, it is the wrist oh. chamber. Yeah. <laughs> he um. may have very strong wrists, we don't know.
0: But basically they have this long, long it's kind of a sledgehammer, but it's on a bamboo pole, so it bends.
1: And and you have to and you can't just hold it, you have to hold it like like a foot from the end. And be able to handle the fact that there's no give if it just it just wobbles. Yes, it's a nice little physics
0: lesson. They're like this mm-hmm. weight it doesn't weigh much but when you're holding it way at the end of this pole it's like a million pounds. You know, and we see everybody at the wrist chamber their
1: wrists are all bruised and bandaged up.
0: <laughs> and again he figures it out pretty
3: instantly.
1: Yeah, well while the while the elders are hitting their frogs clop 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 I would hate clock.
3: being. I would hate being the instructor
1: for that. It's so much
3: noise.
0: Yeah, just all this clanking and bonging. I don't
1: know. It might. It might be just white noise. They're just when, dulling
3: their hearing so they they don't
1: can't focus on anything
3: else but the sutras. They
0: can't hear these people screaming in pain as their wrists are shattering under the weight of the right. hammer. That's right. And we get another scene where he's before the Jedi Council for his level up ceremony. And That's like right. you've made it through these chambers, so now you get to be in charge of the sutra chambers. You leveled up. And he goes to the, the fifth chamber, which is
3: the eye chamber. Oh yeah. The one where they really put the giant blunts next. Guess the big giant it, right.
0: blunts next to his head. And he's just gotta follow this light with his eyes, which seems yeah. simple enough, but you know, human instinct, he turns his head at one point and burns half of his face.
1: And the guy, and the instructor messes with him sometimes, you know, makes it go faster, changes direction.
0: And then he's like, and the next step is, you know, I'm going to shine it on all of these things. He's got this little, like, candle on a swivel, and he's got to punch the poles where there is a reflection. And it's all to develop his eyesight.
1: Because you can't always move your head, yeah. and plus, you don't want your enemy... Knowing knowing what you're doing.
0: Well and also you have
3: to see what they're doing and
0: be able to react to it pretty fast.
3: If I ever if I ever become a marching band instructor again, this is how I'm going to teach peripheral vision. Yes.
1: <laughs> you're gonna
3: get <laughs> a a, you're gonna to, all you of my get all the You're gonna burn them with blunts? <laughs> that is exactly what <laughs> And so he goes to
0: the next chamber, the sixth chamber is the head chamber, where they just slam their heads into these big old like heavy bags.
3: Giving yourself concussions is a
2: formal training.
0: <laughs> Yep, and so they kind of go through this gauntlet, slamming their head, and then they come out the other side, oh, woozy, barely able to stand, and they have to light this incense and put it on a shrine.
3: But also, right. these monks are trolly as fuck, because
1: they put literally have stairs at the end of the concussion run.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so they stumble down the
1: stairs. By the way, I don't know if you guys ever read a magazine like Black Belt Magazine, or you know those things where white guys say, like, I'm the ultimate... Not not the wrestler, but an ultimate warrior of some kind.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, those. I, I just picture. Oh, the, I just, the soldier I, of
0: fortune without guns.
1: Yeah. But basically, I just picture like some redneck somewhere filling a bunch of feed bags and going, I'm training.
2: Boom, boom, boom.
1: <laughs> and nothing of value is lost. <laughs> I'm tempted to try it because I, I, it probably looks cheaper than just paying someone to punch you in the face multiple times. That's probably true. That's then, why they're doing it. It's budget, yeah. yeah budger.
0: <laughs> so he, um, Sun Tay, he falls down at one point, and the monk has this like stick with a little hand on it.
3: <laughs> I love hands.
0: <laughs> and he's slapping him in the head with the hand. <laughs>
3: Like, I gotta I can't get myself near these headbags where I'm gonna get hit but I still want to smack them upside the head aha I'm want to put a hand on the end of the stick
1: can you imagine going into a freaking uh, museum of like the Shaolin, let's say there's a Shaolin museum and you just see a hand <laughs> on a stick. <laughs>
0: He tells Sunte, he's like, you know, normally this chamber takes two years, but, you know, you can do it. You can do it. Smack, smack, smack.
3: (laughs) Chamber takes two years of literally turning your brain to mush. Every day
0: slamming your head into these. You come out like a lifetime football player or boxer.
1: I was about to say, didn't Will Smith prove that that's not a good idea? Right. (laughs) So some CTE there.
0: But he manages it, and we get the the shot of him just head slamming these bags around, and he gets to the end and level up. Also,
3: sure there's a fish gong in that scene for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah, they and,
1: have the fish gong. And 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 I had I had to pause that because I was trying to go, what's the deal with the fish thing? And I think, it, although I looked at another shot, it might have actually been a dragon. But I'm still like, why is it a fish? The dragon at least would be like, cool. Fish is just like, hey, fish gong. <laughs> fish gong.
0: But Performing they level- live
1: in 1992. That's
0: right. <laughs> he levels up and they put him in charge of the Dharma house. And I'm like, oh, is that from the Lost Island? Where's Greg? Yeah, Greg and Dharma and Greg.
3: That's right. I'm dropping these topical, totally not dated references on everybody.
0: The one thing here that's big with this movie is that the Kung Fu is a spiritual journey. And that's the thing that he has to learn, basically. The denouement in the end is him realizing it's a spiritual journey, that this isn't just teaching him how to fight. That all of these chambers and passing through them, is, you know, to become closer, more attuned to Buddhism and things like that. And Which that's is, what's holding him back, and that's what the thirty that the top chamber is like. You've achieved, you know, enlightenment. You're near nirvana, and that each of these chambers builds to where you can be there.
1: Yeah, and that that is a that is a basics to anytime you take a martial arts class. That's not you know like building for competition. That's often the thing they'll tell you. We teach you to fight. So you don't have to, you can think better and you can think a better process, process and rethink how to, how to handle a situation. Cause he, to be honest, if they had just taught him how to punch a guy, he probably would have just ran up, punched a guy and got killed. He had to develop some critical thinking.
0: And we're going to stop for another real quick commercial break.
2: Yo, it's Dag Swartzen, and I want to tell you about my new training regimen. After my work with the water park, I decided to go back to my true passion of whale hunting. But, to make a long story short, instead of Japan, I ended up in the other country. Only two countries in Asia, and I ended up in the wrong one. Not knowing what to do, some dude in orange jammies told me I needed to use my head. It then all became clear. Join us in the sixth chamber for head training. Bang your head to condition your mind, no lie. Bang your heads against obstacles like you're fighting at a Loverboy concert. If you master this room, you're ready to master Kung Fu. Not that I need to master it, <laughs> because I already mastered it, but you just might. I just do it for fun, I got ahead like concrete. So come on down to the sixth chamber at the shell and temple and help me get the collections I need, brother.
0: And we're back. So he moves now to the seventh chamber where he learns boxing and hand techniques.
1: And I love the way they're practicing cuz I I think we all practice that even like if you just buy like the the G Kondo book or something like that. You just sit in a chair and you're wait and you're trying to practice blocking. I'm doing I mean the that, block. I'm doing the blocking while you guys can't watch me. This is hilarious to me. But I mean, that is how you actually study
3: um, historical yeah. martial arts. Like um, if you were to learn how to use long sword or, the rapier, for example, there are treatises written in that time frame where you study and they have the plates and you see the plates and you see the air. So that's actually how it's done. So I thought that was kind of
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah. Although now we just watch YouTube and we watch like a guy who claims that he's had several, several studies in in martial arts. <laughs> yeah. And you got to hope he's telling the truth.
0: Yeah, nowadays it's just on YouTube and it's kind of waving his arms about as he sits in a chair in a yeah. basement
3: Hey, I see you you found my martial arts YouTube channel. Yeah. (laughs) That's you and the mullet? Absolutely.
0: So he goes to the the leg chambers next up, which was actually really neat looking. They're working on kick techniques, but they got to jump up and kick these pots through these flaming rings of fire. They got to get their feet through those rings, break the pots, and, you know, not burn their legs off.
1: And yeah, that's an impressive stunt in and of itself.
0: Yeah, to which the monk says, not bad. You're not bad, Sante. You're not bad. I'm like, not bad. It was fucking awesome.
3: He did literally skip leg day for like a decade.
0: Yes. (laughs) Every day is leg day at the leg chamber. That's right. Every day
3: is leg day at the leg chamber.
0: (laughs) And he goes under the sword chamber, and that's real brief. Just wave around a sword. Yeah, the staff chamber, where they learned staff, bow fighting.
1: And at that point, there are no more chambers. <laughs> like, we see stuff, but we don't see the rest of the chambers. <laughs> yeah, there's like 30 other chambers we didn't get to see.
3: Well, like, they're, they're for lease. There's a few of the signs in front of It yeah. says, the Chamber for lease, and it's got it's got the Sheldon Temple's phone number on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we'll see them in the Snyder Cup.
1: That's right. Oh, no.
0: But now he's leveled up. And they're like, you're the deputy, you can be that. The deputy leader of any chamber you want. And like one of the other people on the Jedi Council here, like the Dean of Admissions or whatever.
1: And he's like, <laughs> uh, no. No,
0: no, no. We, we gotta further test you. I mean, he, he made it through in just five years. And a lot of people, it takes their entire life to master all of this. And he did it in five years. I'm calling
3: bullshit. <laughs> he he needs more time doing leg day.
0: He hasn't learned the spiritual aspect, really, actually. And so he challenges Tae to a match. It's like, you can get my my star swords, and you can pick any weapon you want. And so at first, he uses just a regular bow staff, and he gets his ass handed to him.
1: And then later, he uses the, I believe it's called the Wushu blade.
0: Yeah, I researched it, but I didn't write it down. But this is an actual type of blade. I was like, what the hell is this thing?
1: I think it's called I could be completely wrong. It's been a long time since I've had the the Century Twenty One catalog where you could buy Kung Fu like buy, you know, punching bags, cry equipment, and samurai swords. And you could those days. Me too. Oh, what is that
0: catalog? That other one. It says all the weird shit. Like air store or something. I can't remember what the it Sky is. Sky mall? Sky Mall, that's what it is.
1: Oh, oh Sky Mall. That'd be interesting. An ancient Chinese weapon and a new pair of slippers with lights on them. <laughs> Just have them ready for me at the gate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, and it's actually kind of clever because he's waving around and he's imagining how the match would play out and how he would use the different aspects of this this odd blade. And so he goes to, to fight again full of confidence. Again, gets his ass kicked. And he goes back into the little garden there and he Hits this piece of bamboo that he gives gets him this idea to where he invents the three sectional staff.
1: I question the historical
3: accuracy of
1: this scene. He, he this character is based on a real guy, but let's just say the real guy's Wikipedia page is like three sentences.
0: Yeah, it's like two paragraphs. Was like, oh, let me find out all about this guy, and it's like, Suntay was a man that existed.
1: <laughs> And he went to and he left the Shaolin Temple and went to a different temple. <laughs> that's it. That's his whole wiki page. Wikipedia has spoken. You
2: are irrelevant. That's
0: right. <laughs> well, you're relevant enough to get this two sentence page, you know. But that's it. To <laughs> be fair, that's more relevant than most of us.
2: Now
1: I got to stare at the wall. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw some. Some incel once ranting about his his bio being taken taken off of Wikipedia, <laughs> and being like, "Well, because you've accomplished nothing in your life but like two YouTube videos about hating women. I mean, did you expect the Wikipedia to respect it?"
3: I mean, there's met, people who have made many more videos than just two videos about that
1: subject. I mean, not for nothing. If you wanna, if we want more videos about guys who hate women, I'll just go to like an old Xbox live live stream or something.
0: Oof. I saw a still from a video and it was like, "Women hate me because of feminism." Part two of nineteen. And the guy. Just like is, the manifesto
3: you have there. <laughs> and the
0: guy, it's dressed as Hitler. Oh wow! And I'm like, I, I don't think it's the feminism, dude.
1: Although, uh, I don't, what did feminism tell them? You probably are a jackass.
0: But, but let's get back to the movie. <laughs> I,
1: let's 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 go to China. Let's. Wait. I think uses, you got Nazi stuff for later. In this movie, with like two female characters in it.
0: Yeah, there's the one that says. Quiet! Teacher is coming!
1: And then the other one that... That I think there's one...
0: Like, here, put on this outfit and escape.
1: Yep, those are literally the two
3: female characters in this
0: movie. Sante, he uses his three-sectional staff, and he beats the dean. And it's because he's using a weapon that the guy's not seen before. That's the other thing that Sun Tate figures is that this guy's such a master of kung fu. No matter what weapon you pick, he already knows how to counter it. So, hey, I've got this three-sectional staff you've never seen before. And that's he how it wins. Sh-
3: showed up with a matchlock and just shoot him. Yeah. Like that scene from Indiana Jones with the dude's microwave. <laughs> you, can pick the any, you can
0: pick any weapon you want. Okay, I pick a gun. <laughs> I mean, thinking like, outside the box. Remember that game, Bushido Blade, on the, the PlayStation?
3: The game was so good.
0: Yeah, but you can unlock the character with the gun. <laughs> and you would just do the gun and shoot anybody dead with one hit.
1: <laughs> You know, people asked Bruce Lee one time, how come you don't do more movies that are set in the modern day? This was before he did Enter the Dragon. And he said, because we live in a world of guns. Like, there's, it doesn't matter how good I am. If I get shot, I'm done.
0: And so they ask him, OK, you've won this now. What, which chamber do you want to head? And he's like, I want to create the 36th chamber to just teach Kung Fu to everybody. Um, He's talking about equity. You know that everybody should be able to learn this. You know you don't need to hold on to this. And they're like, "Oh, that is horrible." Um, you gotta go wander the earth now. Wink, wink.
2: You,
1: you, you gotta, yeah. Because earlier, as I call the head honcho, does mention, you know, imagine what he could do for everybody outside this temple. I believe he does mention that. So they do send him out. They send him out, I believe, to get collections, though.
0: Yeah, um, you're banished to be a a beggar.
1: While
3: you're out there, totally don't tear down a fascist regime. Wink, nudge. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're like wink, wink. You're you're banished, and we're gonna stop for a quick commercial break, real quick. <laughs>
4: I'm sure that like most people, you want to learn Kung Fu, but can't afford to commit all the time to that lifestyle. It is difficult to fit that into the daily lives of working people. With raising a family, running a business, and living under the oppressive Manchu occupation, nobody has time to devote themselves to the full-time study of Buddhism and Kung Fu. We here at the Shaolin Institute of Kick Punchology understand that. It's why we have opened up our new Adult Learning Annex known as the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. With our flexible classroom hours and convenient location, anybody can become a licensed kung fu professional with just a few evening courses and weekends. We have many different financial aid packages available so even you, a lowly fishmonger, can become a practiced kung fu warrior. Many of our classes can be completed online from the comfort of your own home. Whether you need Kung Fu skills to advance in the professional world or would just like to learn something new, the 36th Chamber is here for you. So contact the Adult Learning Center at the Shaolin Institute of Kick Punchology and start planning your future today.
0: We're back. So he ends up back in his old hometown, and he's super monked out. He's got the yellow robe, and he's walking with... His little hand in prayer in front of him. And he comes to, like, his old burned-out fishmonger home and prays for his family. And they um tell him, it's like, oh, yeah, um, Lord Tang's still around, that that sadist that runs this. You know, it's been, like, a decade.
3: And he hasn't aged at all, of course. He hasn't. Nobody has.
0: And there's these rebels burying their friends in the cemetery, and Lord Tang you know, ambushes them like, aha, I knew you would bury your friends. Got him. Sante shows up and he fights them with ease and like all of the chamber lessons are coming into effect. Like he's catching the throwing knives from his eye, you know, seeing them, it's reminding of the eye chamber and everything like that.
3: Yeah, basically everything he's learned throughout the movie at this point gets used in one of these fights It's coming up. He beats
0: he- down Lord Tang and he's got the the, like, to his neck, and he's like, "You can't kill me. You're a monk." He's
1: like, "Yeah, I can't kill me." But then the other guy shows up, and he's like, "But I can't. But I <laughs> can't." Yes, that's exactly it.
0: <laughs> and Dante just walks and keeps his back to it, like praying over here. It's like I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. <laughs> like at the end of Batman Begins, that's right? And <laughs> um, so he just turns a blind eye to it. And the guy Huang Quan, I think I'm not messing his name up. <laughs> Um, he becomes the first pupil. He's like, master, master, teach me. And he's like, okay. Um, You know anybody else that wants to, to learn? Oh, yeah, there's this, this blacksmith. And we meet the blacksmith who's about to, um, who's being bullied by the, the guards. They're like, make a thousand wheels. How long is that going to take? He's like, I don't know, a year. Well, We year need too. it in a week. And he's like, well, I can't do that. And so they start beating him up. And he takes his his hammer and he's fighting back and all of a sudden he's like move your grip up a little bit shorten your grip and so he takes the shortens his grip on the hammer and then he wins and he's like wow that worked you're amazing let me follow you forever master i
3: mean that is how you use a weapon like that that has a, a long handle and a, and a very forward heavy weapon you put your hand up yeah <laughs> <it makes> <laughs> they. Shortens the range, but increases the wieldability. And Dungy's yeah. like,
0: selling Sante to this other guy. He's like, oh god, he's, he's like a Buddha! He, he showed me how to use this thing to fight! He's like, I just gave you advice, man. I didn't." Teach like, it was you slowing you. you down, because it's a heavy-ass hammer. <laughs> they meet the guy with the bamboo, tries to troll Sante for a bit, and tossing the bamboo at him. But he's using the 35th chamber techniques of the balance to stand and walk across the bamboo. And, um, so he joins up, and they're, they're plotting to, you know, take down this regime, and that's when he meets Ground Rice. <laughs>
3: oh yeah, the raging alcoholic.
0: Yeah, the guy that's just drinking, and he's like, just... Sante's like, what's your name? He's like, I don't have a name. I make rice, so they call me Ground Rice. And rice. In one of the trailers I watched, the one that said, directed by Kung Fu Expert. <laughs> Um, this one it's listing the cast and who they portray, and it listed him as Rice Cooker Number Seven. <laughs> but no, he's, he calls himself Ground Rice, and he's total drunk and a piece of shit. Like I don't even know if he really becomes a student.
3: He's in there at the end.
1: In the end, and he makes a fool of him.
3: Still drunk as shit. Though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He wanted to be the drunken master, but unfortunately, Jackie Chan Chan took it. (laughs) This guy's
0: the drunken novice. (laughs)
1: Uh, Although, I forget, does he also start breaking boxes that have his rice? (laughs) I thought he did. I I have
3: this image. The sake, I don't know what what the equivalent of sake in in Hong Kong at this era would have been, but basically it's rice wine. (laughs) So, I I, I literally wrote, not the sake.
0: It's not like he gathers these people and then uses their individual skills to take down this regime. They just kind of stand aside and watch him do it all on his own. Sante goes to see the, the general and just kicks everybody's asses. And he fights this commander and he doesn't kill the commander. He just throws them into everybody else's spears.
3: And that's effective.
0: Is that your loophole? I didn't kill them. They did It's their spears. Spears killed them. <laughs> yeah. It just they happened to directed
3: spears traffic.
0: <laughs> monks don't kill people. Spears do.
3: <laughs> it wasn't the uh, one of the alternate titles to this movie, Master Killer. Yeah,
0: the Master yeah, which, Killer. And... Which is a total terrible title because a lot of it is that a Buddhist, you know, killing would be totally abhorrent to them. And so the general is like, well, you know, we're just going to go... Kill all the. We'll go to Shaolin to find this guy, and he sends out this army, and they just drop flour all over him. It's actually really neat
4: looking.
1: That is a technique. That is something that I don't know if the Shaolin taught that, but I do know, like, like if you see a smoke bomb in like a ninja movie or something like that, that's that that was a technique. Maybe not with flour, but possibly.
0: I figured this was all Ground Rice's idea.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for some like hardcore kung fu expert expert to find this and go, "No, it's not. It's this, 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 this." Just the big cultural list that we're not going to read.
3: But uh, they also won't be able to cast invisibility now. You'll still be able to see them outlined with a flower. That's a good one
0: too. There was some movie I was watching where they would actually did that to fight some invisible thing. They threw flour around.
1: I think I know what you're having, but I don't know the title either. Might have been a might have been on Scooby Doo or something.
0: He goes and he fights General Tintin. He whips out his three sectional staff because that guy's still dual wielding sabers, and of course he beats him right away. I mean, it's it's hardly suspenseful, and instant cut to the 36 chamber the uh, the adult learning center at the shaolin college <laughs>
1: that's right <laughs> which by the way i i want to know where the hierarchy of the 36 is cuz like if number 3 i mean if number 35 is your basic startup and number 1 is the ultimate but 36 <laughs> is kind of combining a bit of everything is is 36 just the pitch to Join the the Shaolin Temple?
0: Oh, it's it's you know kind of separate on its own. It's like the HVAC school at a community college. You know, it's over there and on, on its own. Um, it's just little correspondence courses you take after work.
1: It's Just they let they let them use the facility to teach some things. Like so let them have it.
0: I'm taking an accounting class. You know, kind of. <laughs>
3: yeah. I have a semester of kung
1: fu. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm going to the university. What are you studying? I take the Kung Fu class.
1: I take uh, Kung Fu, creative over,
0: writing. Over in the Annex building. <laughs> That's right. It's like <laughs> annex. Yeah. i Annex.
1: I was, I was going to take the cooking class, but it got full, and I needed a PE <laughs> class anyway, so I took Kung Fu.
0: Um, And he's teaching them stuff, and it's ground rice. Right. Is just slacking
3: off. Yeah. He's probably probably well drunk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he tells the whole class to, okay, turn left. And they all turn left and they punch Ground Rising to the ground. And it's this wah, wah, wah credits.
3: (laughs) The ending is rather abrupt, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's just that they don't even. He doesn't even go before the council again to. You know, they just. He suddenly has this chamber.
1: Yeah, and. That's the main thing I get from this movie. I will I honestly wanted more. More. I wanted to know more about what's going on. And this movie, from what I understand, is like two hours long, but it feels like there needs to be another hour of footage.
0: It is actually very long for a kung fu movie, because it's like two hours long. Other kung fu movies are like what? 70 minutes? Um, this one, it's two hours long, but it doesn't feel that way, because I got really invested in it, even though it's just training montage for the movie. We have, like, little bookends of the Manchu occupation, but the bulk of this movie is the 36 chambers.
1: That's what the director wanted. He wanted to show off the philosophies of the, of, of the kung fu in the best way he could.
0: <laughs> and there's several sequels and spin-offs to this one. Like Mm. Return to the 36th Chamber and other things like that. I have not seen them, but I am interested to see them.
1: Uh, I'd like to as well. I haven't seen them either. Although, I know you said you prefer you're getting used to streaming. You do need to get the Blu-ray, just so you can listen to the RZA explain the history of the movie.
0: Yeah, well, the two trailers I watched, because I'm trying to decide which to put in this ad, because... Unlike every other movie we've done on this, those those ones all had nice convenient trailers with narration in English. This one there's the old 70s trailer where it's got like uh uh and it's playing the music from the movie and just just grunts and yeah. And then mm. there's a trailer for the Blu-ray release, which actually the footage looked amazing. <laughs> but it's playing it because it was like 2014 and it's playing like a trailer in 2014 and it's playing this super dramatic music. It's like in a world of oppression, one man must learn to fight for his country.
2: In a world I used this voice years, yeah. decades before they used it.
0: I'm like, I like this trailer, but it's totally anachronistic for the movie.
3: Um, it was different than I thought. I thought it, uh, when I th- cause I don't know anything about these movies. So I was like 36 chambers. Are they going to go through like 36 individual martial arts fights? Each crazier than the last. Is that what Nope. It's about trading. All right, cool. You it,
0: be- that's what I thought it would be too. Just like 36, um, levels of fighting <laughs> and you get like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the last chamber and
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That 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 movie's way more of an exploitation film than Thirty Six Chamber of Lin <laughs> yes. is. By the way, did you ever, I don't know if you read this, but did you see what happened to Gordon Liu after, like, a few years after he did Kill Bill?
0: No. What happened?
1: Uh, oh well, as he gotten older, unfortunately, he at one point he had a stroke, and he was, and I think now he's wheelchair bound. And there were long rumors that he was in a situation where his family was taking advantage of him and possibly the Chinese government as well. I think he got better. I think he better but he can't really do I don't know if he can even walk anymore.
4: Oh,
0: poor guy. Well we all get old though. So, I mean Yeah, but hopefully we
1: don't get taken advantage by the government or our kids.
0: Yeah. You know. But I did love this movie. I don't know if really it's exploitation. Well, it is Shaw Brothers that did exploitation. The kung fu genre itself is
1: exploitation. But this movie is really good. It appeals to an exploitation audience. I would say, you know? yeah. Like, like if you, it would play at Forty Second Street, along with the other you know movies that they played.
0: This certainly made the, the grindhouse circuit.
1: Then it then it would help inspire two really awesome albums.
0: Yes. Metallica's the black album and <laughs>
4: uh,
0: <laughs> uh, but yep, that's the thirty-six chamber of Shaolin. Uh we have our bonus episode coming up on Jackie Chan's police story. And then next week we're doing the movie Deathgasm, the New Zealand <laughs> New Zealand heavy metal zombie movie. <laughs> Until then, we will catch you next time. Good night.